0: Welcome to Beyond the Lab, a podcast where we talk about people, ideas, and insights in the science industry. Hey everyone, welcome back. Today with us is the founder of Cocoa Base, Malaysian beauty brand Koforia, the lovely Miss Ainil Hawa Jasni. Hi Ainil, it's so mm-hmm. great to have you on the show. Hello, hi everyone. So, you know, you are also the director of a, a company called Proxima
1: Technologies, right? Yes, I'm the Director, Technology Director.
0: Right. So, could you share a little bit more about uh, first, Coforia and uh, Proxima mm-hmm. Technologies?
1: Okay. Coforia actually is a brand under our company, Proxima Technologies, uh, PLT, which is a biotech firm in Malaysia. We are based in Sunway, Selangor, and currently, we are focusing on cosmetic, industry, where we work out on the uh, science backed cocoa based cosmetics. Most uh, of the of the products now are makeups, makeup products, which is which are uh, BB cushion, cocoa based BB cushion, blush cushion, mm, loose powder, compact powder, and liquid foundation. We are still working on the skincare range also and actually we established the company since 2018 under the the Symbiosis Program 3.0 under Malaysian Technology Corporation Malaysia. So we have been groomed by this government agency to become a tech startup company and we partnered with Malaysian Cocoa Board to take their research technology to be commercialized and it started all the way uh, from 2018 where we embarked into the, this journey after being given the opportunity to take over an abandoned project by other tech startup company so that's why we came up with coforia which is uh the, the meaning of coforia is coco coco plus euphoria and this is the first malaysia cocoa based cosmetic is uh where we integrate technology in the product.
0: Well, that's really interesting. There's like so many questions I want to ask you just based on that. Do you mind if I just ask a little bit more like what is Symbiosis 3.0? I thought that was very interesting.
1: Okay, Symbiosis program under the Malaysian uh, Government Agency has been organized uh, since a few years back where they actually groom uh, young um, graduates under 30, 30s of age, to uh, form to form a tech startup company and partnered with um, government agency like Serum, Malaysian CoCo Board, um, uh, agency nuclear something uh, and some something uh, and others, so that they can take being a taker of their technology and commercialize it uh, within Malaysia and abroad. So they need to um, apply for the grant where they need to make a proposal and pre- pitching presentation to the Malaysian Technology Corporation Malaysia, which is MTDC. And then later on, we, they will be given the grant amounting half million to execute their pre-commercialization phase of the technology.
0: Right. Okay. So it's 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 mainly specifically for tech startups, am I right? Like
1: Yeah. Okay, tech products only, research products and innovation.
0: I see. And um but we're more focused on Koforia today. So you mm-hmm. know it's why did you choose to go into beauty and skincare?
1: Okay. Uh, at first, we actually carry medical device uh, technology, but uh, just because the the tech has been uh, abundant uh, abundant project by others but tech startup, we we as we our directors uh, comprises of ladies. We are have the we have the love for skincare, cosmetics, and beauty, of course. And me as a biotechnologist, I, I know things uh, the science of uh, of skin health. So I wish to assist people to achieve beautiful, healthy skin through my expertise. And as a consumer, frankly speaking, I find that there are not much choices of Halal Cosmetics out there. That's why we went right. into this industry.
0: Mm. I see. So it's um, it's nice to see a company uh, being run by mostly women, right? Yes. That's great, like a brand by women for women. So that's excellent. So, moving on to the next
1: question: Why Mm cocoa? Okay, cocoa. Why cocoa? Because, because of uh, the love for chocolate as well. (laughs) Because cocoa is uh, the main, uh, the main primary commodities. Not the main, but uh, among the main print commodities in Malaysia, and. After we um, actually find out that Malaysian Cocoa Boat has the interesting technology from uh, cosmetics, we straight away take, take it.
0: So I didn't get yeah. a gist of
1: uh, what you mentioned,
0: but I'd like to ask a little more about um, mm-hmm. what are the benefits of Cocoa for the skin?
1: Okay. In Cocoa, there are flavonoids, antioxidant, and theobromine where uh, these uh, active ingredients are beneficial uh, to improve skin health by stimulate the expression of glucoaminoglycans which is the the precursor for the expression of collagen collagen synthesis. Apart from that, it, it actually inhibits the production of elastase and Elastase and collagenase, which is which are enzymes that um, that uh, functions to break down collagen. So with the help of cocoa active ingredient, it helps to retain this to improve the skin volume, hydrate the skin, as well as um, anti-aging. Because we already conducted the research and we already revalidated the research uh, with the finished products, and it came out that the a product can subside fine wrinkles after two months of consistent usage, topical application.
0: Right. So, can I confirm that you mentioned cocoa active ingredients?
1: Yeah. Is- in terms of cocoa, it has a very distinct uh, active ingredients of geobromine and a high amount of overnight. Uh, ah, Is it? responsible? Yeah. Yes.
0: I see. I see. And were these active uh, ingredients uh, found by you guys, or
1: actually, it was found by Malaysian Cocoa Board scientists. Oh, okay, uh, that's it is, cool. It is a work, a PhD work done by Dr. Noziza Abdul Wahab from MCB, Malaysian Cocoa Board.
0: I see, I see. Okay, so I, I just want to quickly ask, like in say in these situations when people do find the active compounds these Mm -hmm. are usually are they patented
1: they actually are not patented they actually registered for trade secret only so that Ah, mcb malaysia cocoa board can actually resell the technology to uh, many other companies but the companies must take the initiative to register trademark and patent. So we already filed a patent and we already um, register trademark for it. But we amend a bit just by adding added value in the ingredients so that it is much different and with added, um, I mean with added advanced value in that. Yes, definitely.
0: So I'm very interested in what you mentioned. Trade Secrets okay, and se- Patent. So what's the difference?
1: Okay, Trade Secrets, uh, they actually registered uh, for their ingredients and formulation only. Um, it is uh, for the purpose of uh, registration, uh, registration. registering um, recipes like KFCs. They... Uh, uh-huh. And McDonald's and all they have like um recipes they normally don't patent it but they do trade secret only trade secret as uh, to secure their formation or recipe but uh it is up to them they can revoke and they can can be sold and can be sold to others also uh in, in terms of trademarks trademarks is the registration for the logo or name only so that other people cannot uh, actually adapt the the same name as yours. Mm
0: -hmm. I see. And and what about patents? Because um, from my understanding is when we find something, like from my own understanding of research is that when we find a compound or Mm -hmm. if we find a specific, Mm -hmm. like even CRISPR, right, they found it and then Mm -hmm. they patented it. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like I can't really...
1: Okay. For the case of patent, um, if for an invention or innovation, um, it is, uh, I think it is a must to file a patent so that you can secure your uh, process, your process of making the invention or innovation and the recipe as well so that people won't copy. And if there is people Who actually replicate the process and the everything? They can get can be sued millions of ringgit.
0: Right. So, but that would be different from
1: uh, a trade secret. Yeah, yeah. The Uh uh, yeah the uh, intellectual property um, listing. There are others as well, like copyright. So I see, I see. like for publication like copyright or you know a voice recording or something like you can file for copyright but it depends on the type of the uh, you know material you wish to get it uh, secured right
0: okay and um, I, I think you're in the part where you're making where you're bringing from lab you're making it into a product I yeah, I'm just curious to you know what is the process like?
1: Okay. Um, from prototype to a finished product, the process is quite, work well, quite tricky. Uh, the yeah. process includes sensory optimization of the cosmetic, the texture, the color tones. So we already assess uh, the products to 20 respondents in the research uh, um, period to mm-hmm. Malay, Chinese and Indian, where we actually tested on Malaysian skin. Uh, We also uh, assessed the sensory attributes to them. And after that, we finalized the samples after tremendous uh, collaboration with the chemists and MCB scientists. So actually, before we enter the market, we managed to, to do market validation and technology validation where in the market validation process we already managed to gauge client demands and interest as well as sensory attributes towards the cocoa based anti-aging cosmetic we conducted a survey to 800 respondents online as well as uh, during exhibition other than that uh, we did technology validation where we retest the efficacy and the safety of the finished products to the human subjects using skin patch study over three months, so these are the process on pre-commercialization phase of the products from lab to to mass scale.
0: Oh, okay. So like it's like okay. So I because I'm more on the lab side of things at the moment, mm-hmm. and, and uh, hmm. it's. I think just getting the the results from the lab is not enough. Like then comes the whole production part, right? Where you need to do the clinical study. Yeah. And I'm guessing that you need to focus on how to, how your packaging and how your formulation works in such a way that the active ingredients are maintained while making mm-hmm. it or while adjusting it to customers' wants and needs, right?
1: Yeah, preferences, yes.
0: Yeah, it can be it tricky. I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's is a lot of amendment. There was there was a lot. There were a, a lots of you know modification, amendments, and trials as well. Samplings mm. uh, were involved. So after a few months of optimization, we managed to get the final uh, samples, and we uh, produce because prior to production you have to do a lot of samplings a lot of rerun to test whether right. the powder can intact uh, can be placed intact in the packaging and all yeah 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 i i can
0: i can i can't imagine but i i'm guessing there's a lot of work that needs to be done even after promising lab results in publications so um Actually, I'd like to ask a little bit more on that. Uh, When you did, like, these clinical Mm -hmm. trials and this um, product formulation process, did you have to first Mm -hmm. establish, like, Proxima Technologies? Or, like, did you...
1: Oh, okay. We actually uh, already established uh, the uh, company once we already take the technology in 2018 but the research has been uh, made by the science the lab skill has been made by the scientists since 2013 up to 2015 but we we were the one who retest uh, the product and get uh, the market validation for the commercialization But uh, yeah because yeah. the
0: grant is under proxima technology right the symbiosis 3.0 yes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right, right, So you mentioned you already have like loose powder, uh, BB cushions, liquid foundations, uh, already under the Koforia brand. Um, mm-hmm. So what is in the yes. pipeline for Koforia's future?
1: Okay, we are in the midst of uh, creating our own almost um, uh pudding moisturizer, a unique uh, pudding texture texture like um moisturizer or serum. Apart from that we are uh we are uh wish to expand our uh our series to lipsticks because people are always asking for lip tea lipsticks because we are, we as a lady don't have enough lips lip made <laughs> lipsticks. So, <laughs> yeah. Apart from that, uh, we actually, in the midst of entering KPJ, Pharmacy Change and other pharmacies as well as beauty boutique and we already entered a vendor beauty boutique in Putrajaya, in a, uh, in a mall, Shaftberry Mall, opposite Alamanda and we already been featured in, on TV3 recently in Borak Kopitiam program, promoted by Malaysian Cocoa Board, okay. where they actually help us to promote the product as well because they are our partners. And in the near future in March, we're going to publish uh, a book, a makeup tutorial guidebook where we're going to pack it together with our set. Oh, so that's at that's moment, Yeah, because I love writing. That's why we came up with this idea as an evergreen marketing. So apart from that, we are also actively participating in government's events promoting under the Ministry of Primary Industries and Commodities. And we're going to participate in National Cocoa Seminar uh, in March. Uh, Apart from that, we wish to penetrate abroad. First is we wish to penetrate Turkey market in May because I'm going to Turkey for my PhD lab attachment there.
0: So right. hopefully
1: it's going to be a good, you know, um, int- I mean, a good exposure for us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, actually, I let's jump to that. You did tell me that you were doing a, your PhD. And uh, yes. I also read like one or two of your papers. You were working on bioproducts on pineapple, right?
1: Yeah, we are actually uh, an eco-biomaterial scientist where we actually synthesize biomaterial from microbes and uh, doing extraction of cellulose. So these things uh, actually not, is relating related to my uh, current business as well. Because we are actually a social enterprise company where we integrate three-piece uh, elements for the people for the planet sustainable planet and for profits by using um biomass as our um you know recycling um substrate i mean to to be i mean to make our cosmetics be packaged with by a recycle um biomass actually with the use of um cocoa pots and, and agro waste We wish to come up with a sustainable bioplastic packaging using cellulose as well as uh, use the cocoa pot as the substrate for the fungi to produce like acid for 3D printing as well. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. And do you plan to like incorporate your, I mean, these bio um, materials into your packaging for coforia and future?
1: Uh, Yeah. Not only that. Not only that, with the extraction of these materials, uh, it can not only for the packaging it can be the raw material for the ingredients because cellulose and lactic acid is being used in cosmetic products as ingredients.
0: Right, I see. Oh yeah, yeah. The lactic acid, especially, it's got like a huge rave mm-hmm. in the recent before before the Zika, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a try yeah. now, people using um fruit acid uh, to, to be an ex- antioxidant for the skin for treatment.
0: Right. Before I move on to the other questions, I must say I'm. it's great to meet people like you because uh, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, you're a PhD candidate, uh, yet you are mm-hmm. a businesswoman and you're also into communications and you're very creative like you're thinking of like like for example how you mentioned you instead of just selling your products you actually thought of putting uh, a makeup tutorial a short makeup tutorial that goes with your products and you are also looking at how you can incorporate your your phd work like what or what you're working on what your company is working on on like bio products into your skincare products. So you're not just skincare, skincare, uh, biomaterial, yeah. biometric, but you're actually trying to incorporate them all. And what was most fascinating for me is that you are actually also going to use your PhD attachment in Turkey to actually kind of
1: mm-hmm.
0: bring your products. I thought that was really fascinating. I think that is, um, you're really breaking, you're one of the people that are breaking stereotypes for PhDs and that's absolutely mm-hmm. great. So I want to ask like, what are the things that, you know, um, how do we incorporate these kind of qualities in ourselves as well?
1: Okay. Uh, to okay, I'm just being myself. I am I'm an extrovert pe- person. I love to meet people. I love to tell express my, my feelings. And apart from that, I being an a science student, a graduate, uh, we must be well rounded because we must expect the unexpected especially when you go to the market uh, to the industry you have the expertise why not you try to explore yourself and discover your true potential by doing something small and start to grow and achieve personal growth as well as growing your team together with your expertise and um you know doing i know that doing business during phd is like It's like impossible because we are, uh, you are crammed with the PhD labs uh, session as well, and you have to meet up with the uh, progression of your reports and all. But um, in because of um you know on the um the because of the economic situation at the moment, you have to be creative as well. I'm doing it for at first as a side income and later on uh, I start to focus uh, full time but yes, I'm still doing it part time at the moment because I have partners so in terms of business if you wish to get into something if you wish to grow um, in my opinion you don't have to wait for your PhD to complete in order for you to flourish you yeah. are you being unique and novel one in a million your PhD is one in the in the world, so you have to practice to be independent. Mingle around, network, and get online. Share info. Be a science communicator. You can work part time as a consultant if you wish to get side income. Partner with industries, NGO, or you can be a speaker for a seminar or consult. Be active, the act, activist. Or if you are an introvert, sometimes you may love writing. You can teach or write a blog, manuscript or a commercial book or else you can get funded uh, elsewhere, not in the research area where you can get business, um, business fund or else you can do fundraising for your purpose or crowdfunding. And um, because of ever-changing progressive you know, marketing nowadays, you can make yourself yeah. digitalized. Where the citizen can easily reach you, and you can be a good motivator to other PhD students also. Right,
0: like you, (laughs) like yourself. So, um, (laughs) just to ask a little bit more, um, did for you, did you think of was did Coforia come first for you, or did your PhD come first? Uh, What I mean to say is that um in your like cuz i know you're a phd candidate and i also know you are yeah. you're playing a huge role in coforia but was it because of going into coforia that you decided to do a phd or was this coforia an idea that you and your teammates thought of while you were in phd that's what i mean to ask
1: okay actually i started my phd journey way before coforia and way before i established uh my company right so uh, my p- priority is, of course, my PhD because we, we are paying tuition fee <laughs> yeah. apart from that. Uh, uh, I don't want to lose. Uh, I'm grabbing both just because uh, take it or leave it because sometimes opportunity come once in a lifetime. So exactly. once California came uh, in front of my face, I just took it and just work it uh, side by side. Or uh, not really, like, you know, I I, w- I did seriously both, but the thing is, we just do whatever we could, try to micromanage by, um, segreg- I mean, delegate and leverage others' talent, other talents like your partner talents to help. Hmm.
0: Right, right. Yeah, because I, I, I was curious to know because I know that you were science all the way, you did your degree in biomedical science as well, right?
1: Uh, I did my degree in biotechnology. Oh,
0: oh biotechnology, my bad. Yeah, biotechnology, and um, you also did your master's after that.
1: So oh, I was yeah. just I
0: I just wanted to know like which part of your in your journey did you decide that you wanted to start a, a skincare brand? I was just curious to know.
1: Oh, actually, after I, I finished my master's degree, my master degree, sorry, I. I went for this uh, government agency training. I'm to MPDC. It's because, um, as a science graduate, especially with masters, it I can hardly get a job. So oh, I try yeah, to upskill.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, I upskill my skill sets uh, by entering this uh, uh, techno-preneur uh, uh, training workshop for a couple of months and then. I found a love for, you know, to be independent, not tied up by a boss or a company, to own a company on my own, to work uh, flexible hours. And at the same time, actually, I'm also keen into writing publication and all. So, uh, I choose to uh, carry both at the same time. Yeah. But at the end, uh, I, I, after I finished my PhD, I wish to focus towards my um, business. Okay, that's
0: great. So just to recap the very important things that you brought up was the important thing is to network. Um, put yourself mm-hmm. out there. Be open to working yeah. with people from different fields. Be open to challenges and opportunities. And to always... Open yourself up to improving yourself, to enhancing your own skills, which is what I think you mentioned after doing after your master's, right?
1: Yeah,
0: that's great. That's excellent. I think there's so many things that we can learn from you. You know, thank you so much again for sharing all of this with us.
1: You're most welcome.
0: And I'd like to move on with, um, you know, say for those who actually are interested to enter the beauty industry what is Mm -hmm. your advice for them
1: okay for the beauty industry is very huge it is an influential business influential business in the recent years the the worth of beauty industry is more than USD 500 billion so apart from that beauty industry is unaffected by COVID-19 endemic crisis People still right. shop for cosmetics, skincare, for their skin health. Apart from, uh, not only that, things are getting elevated. Like the, the demand for skincare has been elevated because of, you know, people are having uh, issues with uh, mustnut as well as atopic dermatitis because of over overuse of uh, facial masks I mean the masks that we're wearing everyday when we go out yeah. so people are having eczema and so on so people are into buying cosmetic and to go into beauty industry so just go for it start small and explore many resources especially the internet utilize the free social media algorithm and utilize influencer if you don't have the money you can appoint anyone around your network get people trust in your products collaborate with expert dermatologists chemists scientists and others to get um your brand known right so um
0: do you have like advice for say if like how like say okay like for example if i want to start a beauty beauty product mm. but i really don't know like how do I go about it? I know that sometimes okay. you should find... I know most of the time, the ideal way is to actually find the compound. Say you found cocoa being so useful and you figured that, hey, you know, we can put this into uh, yeah. makeup and skincare. But there are some people who I think um, say, oh my God, I, I really want to have a beauty product, but I don't know what do I put in. I don't know what product I... So in that sense, what would okay. you advise people to...
1: Okay, actually, uh, I we re- realized that once we found that uh, benefits a benefits in a plan or resources, we wish to integrate in beauty product and all. But the thing is, if you are an unknown brand, in order for you to convert a sale is a struggle. So, uh, you have to do uh free trial marketing. You have to make a, um. Uh, make, to, you have to develop your beauty products with a uh, specific criteria criteria that uh, will be, you know, demanded and interested by the buyers. Uh, of for, for sure, there need to be a safe products, uh, efficient, efficacy, high efficacy products. The raw materials and ingredients must be underwent um, a preliminary test. Uh, not only heavy metal tests, drug tests, also and also skin compatibility tests and dermal irritation tests. And if you need, if you wish to go abroad or go um, uh, to market in supermarket, you have to get certification of uh, NPRA National Pharmaceutical Regulatory Board of Malaysia Halal, EcoCert, and Natural Organic. So you have to put off affordable pricing as well so that mass can, citizens can buy All right. level of citizens uh, can afford to buy it. And you must meet the client expectation. The client expectation, expectation is subjective. You must add value added and integrate a value added in your products. And apart from that, after one year of um, launching, you have to remake or rework your formulation or packaging whatsoever to show your progression or advancement so that right. you actually take care of your clients to make them um uh, you know revisit you have to revisit your plans well and to make people rebuy again. So uh the first strategy before you actually um invest into video products is you have to do market validation and the uh, you know, the interest, uh, um, technology right. relation if there is technology, yeah, because if you don't do this, that's why you're gonna like, uh, in Malay with Malaywood's so ah, shops nel- um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. short So y- you will be wasting your money, time, and right. <laughs> yeah, energy developing, developing a you know, unknown product. And then you only know so, but you don't actually develop to the, I mean, the market valuation. So that's why we have come up with this technology. But yet, uh, we've gone through a very thorough, I mean, a very thoroughly training under Malaysian Tech Development Corporation to minimize the risk.
0: Right. Um. Please. Excuse my ignorance. I'd like to ask a little bit more about halal. Like as in what I mean is you mentioned that you came up with Koforia because you wanted to come up with a halal brand for beauty, right? So because I only started to realize after being abroad. Like when I was in Malaysia, like I could just eat with I mean, Malay, Chinese, Indian, when one eat bread, we're eat bread. You know what I mean? So like, and uh, mm-hmm. when you eat bread, we're going to eat bread. When I eat chicken curry, just go eat chicken curry. But when I'm here in, uh, in, in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, chicken, I know like Chicken, like, ada yang halal, ada yang ta-halal. Like, I, that one I was very aware of. But I didn't know, like, mm-hmm. there were so many things. Like, for example, even bread. Like, a- as I mentioned, you know, there's mm-hmm. like, actually halal bread. and the, I wish I didn't know because in Malaysia, Everything we can eat, right? I mean, it's like... -hmm. We don't even have things like halal chicken or non-halal chicken. Well, ayam is ayam, you know what I mean? Everybody comes together and makan. Yeah. Mm, That's Mm -hmm. why I want to ask a bit more about, like, when it comes to beauty products, what are the, Mm -hmm. like, requirements that makes it halal?
1: Okay. The requirements to make it halal is from mainly from the formulation and raw materials, raw ingredients that they're using. Mm -hmm. Because... uh. Mm -hmm we uh, apparently uh, for the past 10 20, uh, yeah 10 years we has been exporting uh, importing importing korean meat skincare and cosmetic right but yeah. with the wording of korean we don't know the, really the ingredients because i don't understand uh, korea ha, ha, ha. yeah uh-huh. yeah so sometimes i, I doubt the ingredients Is it hala they are using uh, hala resources where may, may they may use like colorings from Uh, Specific insects, like red coloring, sometimes maybe Um, uh, the lipsticks, uh, the pink, uh, you know, uh, hues and tones. Maybe they insert something like uh, from animal resources that is not not slaughtered, or uh, insects that are actually uh, mm, uh, prohibited uh, to be consumed by by you know by Muslims. Because cosmetics, no. it's not just it's not just seeping into your skin. It's actually we accidentally ingested cosmetic, especially yeah, specific. like lipstick, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah. So is a halal is uh, the scope of halal is not from the raw material also, but from the process and all. So that's why we came out with our own brand to secure and I, apart from that. The color tones in Malaysia, I mean, mm-hmm. for cosmetics yeah. in was in normal pharmacy is you can you can hardly get uh, deep tones for people deep who tones. have okay. deep deep tones which are darker tones. So uh-huh. when uh, Malays and Indians where they have warm deep tones, they have to buy expensive uh, brand like Bobbi Brown. So uh, yeah, all yeah, these yeah. Uh, okay. other other, other uh, cheaper brands, uh, they are selling, like, lighter tones, which is not very user-friendly to us.
0: Mm. Right, right. So I think you're also catering for that section, not just halal, but also for affordable,
1: uh, mm, yeah, affordable, affordable
0: base makeup for deeper tones. Like, got it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting to know. But you know, all this while well, I always thought makeup was purely chemical. Like, honestly, I thought it was all like the the pink, the red. Sometimes now the blue, green, and all right. So I thought all those it is chemically formulated. I didn't know they were actually sourced from.
1: Actually, uh, as I okay to to actually explain the chem, the chemistry of natural and chem, synthetic products, both are. Chemicals, but natural chem ke- chemicals and synthetic chemicals, they have their own safety. Even sometimes natural che- um, chemicals, natural substance can be uh, a toxic to others. Depends on their tolerance. So uh, the terms of natural in skincare is actually um, you know misleading. This is gonna be a long discussion, you know. If I wish to uncover the natural meaning in skincare cosmetics, but uh, so my advice is for the users: if you wish to try a product, you have to do skin patch test for one week or two mm. to right, measure okay. whether your yeah. Uh, yeah your compatibility.
0: Yeah, but I I still think it's really interesting because um. Really, all this while, I thought, especially when it came to makeup, I always thought it was, like, you know, like, how lipsticks are getting, like, this thing about being uh, one of the causes of cancer because of the components that they have, like, like, lead and...
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I I was a bit surprised that apparently they're also, like, naturally sourced things and... Mm -hmm. Which, like, to an extent that it can be classified as halal and non-halal. So, you know, that, that's great to know. You know, thank you so much for sharing on that.
1: Yeah, you're most welcome. I'm glad to share and actually disclose all my, you know, things that have been stuck in my <laughs> uh, mind <laughs> and heart. No, but I think it's all good discuss. because, you know, I think that
0: is one of the main things that actually propelled you to, you know, be part of mm. euphoria, you know? I think that's what uh, yeah. motivated you and uh, your colleagues to actually come out with Coforia. And um, yeah, you know, it's really difficult. I think for, in general, the best part about today's world is that there's just so many needs to be met. So there's always an opportunity mm-hmm. for business. Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. And um, so I'd like to actually ask you, A little bit more about your research area now, if you don't mind. You're working on biomaterials. Mm -hmm. And one of the papers that really caught my attention was the pineapple. The pineapple paper that you did. The Josephine pineapple, right? That you did.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can you just share a little bit more about that? Like what sort of propelled
1: you into that area as well? Okay. Uh, I was into cellulose research, which is uh, cellulose is a, um, a biomaterial in plants where it can be used for uh, creating polymer copolymer, and nanocomposite. So last time we worked on this cellulose from uh, pineapple, pineapple leaves, because pineapple leaves is very hard and it is uh, hardly degraded uh, in the soil, so we we, we already extracted the com uh, the cellulose uh, mm. to com- to be part of our uh, body armor application for military purpose because mm. of the crystality of the uh, because of the hardness of the cellulose from pineapple. Pineapple leaves they can be integrated uh, into making a body um, yeah body armor for uh, military um, Malaysian military um, because last time the work has been done in National Defence University.
0: Yeah, you are you were a student at.
1: Yeah, I did my master's there.
0: Ah, <laughs> okay, okay. Oh wow, that's cool! Like using pineapples for. Body armor. That's that sounds Uh I mean I love pineapple, so that sounds like my favorite fruit being you put into use for something really much bigger than what I thought it'd be.
1: Yeah. Uh because uh a lot of agro ways and these things can be valorized, I mean can be used as a profitable things where you can convert into bioenergy or um do anything with it as to earn profit or for as simple as like you do you convert it into a pulp cellulose creating cellulose is like making it into um, sorry pulp um, of people but this time is more uh, creating uh, I mean extracting it into nano technology um, element mm. like nanocellulose mm.
0: right okay so I think this is the first time I'm hearing um, biomaterials being used in the army which I think is really cool because I think most of us would know that biomaterials mainly we only think about bioplastic so I yeah. think like this whole area is like a big woe for me um, okay. I hope that's how uh, I hope that's how uh, our listeners are going to feel as well um okay uh you know, but when it comes to material science, apart from yeah, we all know about bioplastics um and you've just shared with us about military as well, are there other mm-hmm. important sub areas that are not getting the attention that they need?
1: okay, the most interesting research that i actually people are not getting uh, not not people like not getting much attention from people are biosecurity and uh, biosecurity and bioprotection where um, like creating a antidote or for for chemical warfare agent or uh, any, you know, viruses attacks in Malaysia because actually Malaysia has the capability to do it but we don't actually a really developing one due to funding, I guess. But because hmm. last time we have been working with an antidote for chemical nerve agent, are, mm-hmm. who are, who, so uh, to create a biosensor uh, as well. Right. But uh, so we have the expertise, but um, it's still under research and. Transdisciplinary collaboration are needed for the things to be materialized. I think we we have the expertise and resources, but we need to actually um cooperate more and get funded. Mm.
0: Right. Can I just confirm that these areas are something that you think biomaterials can be a part of, or, or yeah, are of they like
1: separate?
0: Okay. Right. So yeah, because
1: material... Mm, help in, you know, become the ones of the copolymer with metal and all for biosensing as well?
0: Ah, Okay, okay. So, I'm just gonna... So, just to be very clear is that biomaterial research is important, but not getting enough um, attention in biosecurity and bioprotection. Am I correct? Yeah. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, I think well, that's I've never heard of these like these concepts, so I'm just trying to make sure I got it right.
1: Okay, I understand.
0: Okay. So, um we're almost reaching the end. Okay. And usually what we try to do in not what we try to do. Sorry. So usually, what we do in all our interviews is yeah. that we ask an impact question,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so our impact question for you is, mm-hmm. "What is your advice for mm-hmm. PhD students or prospective students?"
1: Okay, my advice to make to or, make
0: their okay. PhD journey. Um, To make the most out of their PhD
1: journey. Okay, how should actually a PhD student make the most of their PhD journey? Okay, PhD journey should PhD journey should be fun, because you are the client of the university, you are paying the tuition fee, and you have to manage your emotion and stress, right? By taking breaks, get motivated, uh, consult. People who can actually or get uh, moral support that can actually, uh, you know, bring you up whenever you are down. Because PhD journey, are diff- different people have different journey depending on their situation as well. So whenever you got, uh, you stumble upon uh, any circumstances or problem, um, just go with the flow. And even if if you are slow, just do it slowly and get it finished. And my important uh, you know, advice is uh, write, write every day, write at least two hundred to three hundred words of anything write like okay. your your di- a diary and your manuscripts or at least read read anything uh, relating to your your subject or research or. Uh, anything that will motivate you. I know. yeah. Because uh, as a scientist, you need to get new info, you have to be productive and resilient and hardworking. So, because nowadays, in order for you to rank up, you have to get married from publications. So by writing up at least 200-300 words, you are well prepared, prepared for the future and once you you get published a lot. You will get level. You will level up. Yeah,
0: Aimee, thank you so much again for sharing with us about Koforia, and uh, for sharing so much on, on your knowledge on not just beauty but also on biomaterials as well as mm-hmm. defense biomaterials yeah. in other fields such as biosecurity and bio protections. Um, it has been absolutely fun talking to you I hope you've had a great time in doing this podcast with us
1: yeah uh, you are most welcome and thanks to you too
0: yeah and um, from all of us at Beyond the Lab we wish you the very best for your PhD um, continued thank success you. for you too. and too co 4 Proxima Technology and to all our listeners thank you so much for tuning in take care thank you all and take care thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Lab If you'd like to be part of our growing community of science enthusiasts, kindly hit the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at underscore beyond the lab and like our beyond the lab Facebook page. I'm Jayshree Lau. Till next time.